Flashpoint, where we talk about tomorrow's headlines today. I'm your host, Andrew Holland. Today, we're joined by Brigadier General Stephen Zanakis, MD, and Brigadier General Stephen Cheney. General Zanakis spent his career in the Army as a doctor and General Cheney in the Marines. They're the co-authors of ASP's recent report, Obesity, an Epidemic That Impacts National Security. Today, we'll talk about how something we all think of as a health problem for our country is also a national security issue for our country, and why. General Cheney's General Zanakis, good to have you with us. Hey, Andrew, thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Why don't we jump right in? Uh, why is uh, obesity a national security issue and not just a, a health issue that we all have to deal with? Yeah, Andrew, uh, Steve Cheney here, and I just... Um, let, let me give a little more background here sure. and talk about the American Security Project for a second, because long since we've had a premise here that there are issues that a lot of people don't associate with national security, which in fact dramatically impact our national security. And of course, one of those plank issues for us is climate change. And then we relate that to national security, and, and you can go on our website and see all that. But many wouldn't think necessarily that obesity is a contributor or a de detriment to our national security, and in and indeed it is. Now, in years gone by, I was I ran recruiting for the Marine Corps for half of the country, and uh, and it, and it was a traumatic and tough business. And I say this because a lot of people don't appreciate the hard job that recruiters have. Certainly, I'm intimate with the uh, Marine side of it, and, and Steve perhaps can talk about the Army side of it. Uh, but it is a tough, tough job, and manning the force is obviously an important part of national security because if you can't man your Army or your Marines or Air Force or Navy, you can't defend the country. And, I mean, that's really cutting to the chase of the issue. And we have, since we published a report, seen where the Army could not make its what we call mission for recruiting, so they're not able to man the force that they wanted to have. So... I mean, no doubt about it, when you can't man the force, you've got a national security problem. And the single biggest contributor to not manning that force, in our opinion, is the lack of qualified military available young men and women. And of that percentage, most of those are obese people. So you said in it, we held an event on this, which you can find on our website. Uh, you said at, at the event, roughly 70 percent of young young americans now that's americans from 18 to 24 usually people you'd think would be the most healthy uh are unqualified for service in the military for a variety of reasons uh is and obesity is is the uh the number one part of that oh, by, by far wow. and 38 percent of today's youth youth are characterized as obese 70 percent are overweight now, the difference in the percentages there, those in between could be marginally eligible to be recruited. Uh, but the 38% that are obese, we're not going to take yeah. them in. So, I mean, you, you, one of the studies had said that there are 33 million young men and women between 17 and 24. And of those, 23 and a half million, 23 and a half million are not eligible to be, to be enlisted. General Zanakis, as a, uh, as a doctor, uh, you know, why is it that uh, people who are obese, young recruits who are obese, are not eligible to join the military? Maybe, maybe you could go into what the the health problems are and why why they can't. Uh, we don't look at them to serve in the military. Well, the the core, the strength of the American military—it's an outstanding military—is its people. 
and particularly the young people, so that 40% of all the Army, Air Force, and Navy of the young, of, of its personnel are between 18 and 25. And uh, we rely on their being fit and sharp and trained in order to be most effective. And we have a great effective Army and Marine Corps, as well as the other services. <laughs> So that what we're the issue is that these people, in order to be to serve, to do their duties, they need to be as fit as they can be. And it, obesity to us is an indicator that they're having problems in being fit. And no matter what the job is, they need to be fit because they need it is basic to performance. No matter what military specialty they're um, they work in. So even so even people who might be you know, sitting behind a desk for their career, or you, you look at some of the new specialties in, in the in cybersecurity or, you know, uh, satellite warfare, even even those, we, we look at them to be people who, who should be, uh, you know, physically fit, because it has impacts beyond just, you know, how fast you can run and whether you can, you know, throw your buddy over a wall. Right. I mean, it has impact on general quality of life and your general and your performance. Yeah. If I if I might add, this this bears to the quality of the force. And General Xenoxis and I go back to the early '70s, and when the draft I first came in, the draft was in effect. And and I don't say this to denigrate those who came in during that period of time. <laughs> However, the quality of force was poor. And any statistic you want to use, you can look at whether it's non-judicial punishment rates, obesity rates, uh, those who got discharged. I mean, they, they were dramatically higher. And we, and after we ended the draft, we started with the all-volunteer force. Uh, and then we started, the Marines had a very tough time, what we call making mission. Um, and part of the problem was we weren't going to take in any of these obese people or those who weren't qualified. A lot of it dealt with drug use and prior uh, legal problems. So they cranked down on the quality side and decided that they'd have quality over quantity. And I would tell you, in the whole time that I was in, the 70s it got better, the 80s it got better, the 90s it got better, and after 2000 it got really better. So today, and, and General Zanakis can speak for the Army, the quality of the young men and women serving today are magnitudes better than what we had in the 70s. And and the difference was the ability of the forces to do their job. I mean, you could just do it in any way you want to take. You talk about being behind a desk. It still takes uh, somebody who's fit to be able sure. to do that. Sure. And and Steve talked about those who are healthier have less uh, physical problems. You you know you less medical time and deployment now is these troops today have deployed four and five and six times your NCOs 10 times. Mm -hmm. So they have to be fit enough to be able to go. And in fact, you might have seen some of the controversy lately that they're going to say, if you can't deploy, we're not going to keep you in the force. It's become a discriminator, which is, you know, it's an obvious thing here right. that if, if you're not fit enough to deploy, then why are you serving in the <laughs> first place? But it, it bears to this whole thing. And of course, obesity is a huge part of it. Well, General Cheney, you, you're right, but but one thing I'd, I'd like to point out is back in the 1970s, 1980s, the country wasn't as fat as it is now. Obesity uh, has only grown as an epidemic, and, and General Zanakis, as a doctor, maybe you can point to some of the reasons that obesity has grown and what are the effects on, on the population here? 
Well, there's um, yeah, it's, this is representative of of the population in general that has a growing problem with obesity, which has huge implications when it comes to long-term health consequences. And uh, again, in the, the disease uh, that that people get because of uh, that's related to obesity, from cancer to heart disease to all sorts of other problems, and uh, what it means to the country at large. Uh, so things have changed since uh, the 80, 1980s and the 30 years. And uh, we have a problem across the country now with our people being overweight and obese. Yes. And uh, so it's particularly going to hit us with our young people. It, it, it's amazing some of the st- statistics that, that you all pull in this report, you know, showing that, um, you know, that... that... <laughs> According to a DOD study, out of a population of yeah, 33 million, uh, 17 to 24 year old men and women, 23.5 would be million would be uh, eliminated, but predominant among those health factors is is overweight. 30 percent of the American youth in that age bracket are too overweight to serve in our armed forces. Uh, it, it really is an an epidemic. Well, Andrew, it's a it's such a simple equation that, that, I mean, it, you look at it and you go, the reason people are overweight is because they eat too much. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. And, and they're not burning the calories that they intake, so they gain weight. And so either you eat less or you exercise more. The problem today is they're eating more and exercising less. So, I mean, I hate to put it, you know, I'm a Marine, things got to be simple, but, but, but it's that simple. So that you look at back back when I was a kid, we walked five miles to school in snow barefoot. <laughs> no, not, not really. But 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 I will say this: we did do a lot more exercise, yeah. and physical fitness in school was mandatory. All those requirements have gone almost all away, and there are guidelines for fitness in schools, and we address them in our report that say at least raise to the national standard on physical fitness in school and have physical training. Every, a kid should get at least an hour of physical training every day. You know that isn't even coming. They aren't mm-hmm. even coming close mm-hmm. to doing that. And and I think Steve can talk to the uh, nutritional side of the house. I mean, they are just consuming anything and everything, and it's just making it worse. And so we've got to fix one. We've got to fix the ex- exercise regime, and secondly, we, we have to fix the food side of the house. Yeah, I, I, amazing. Go ahead, General Zanakis. Well, I mean, that's exactly right, because uh, the nutrition that these young people, and in fact a lot of Americans are getting, uh, are really what's causing the medical problems that they're having. And uh, we're seeing medical costs really rise astronomically in the country, and we're not able to get control of them. And the big way to get control of them is to get is to intervene lifestyles yeah. and eating habits and exercise. You know, that's, that is the starting point. You know, in in the uh, report, you you put out a, a number of recommendations for how to how to fix this problem. Um, you know, from from the broad, you know, things like Congress should reauthorize the healthy school school food program. You know, basically a way to um, get healthy food in front of kids at school. But one I wanted to to ask about. Um, you you say expand the junior reserve officer training corps units nationwide 
Uh, how would this help, and what what would be be the proposal there? Uh, of course, Andrew, I'm intimately familiar with these JR, uh, JR high school JROTC programs because I ran one at the Marine Military Academy when I was the president and CEO there, and that was the, everybody in that student body was part of the Marine Corps JROTC program. So we were able to mandate you're going to do an hour, at least an hour, right. of physical training every day. In fact, we did an hour of physical training in the morning, and then they went out to organized athletics in the afternoon. And I point to that as just an example of what we could do in high schools today. And, and these numbers are a little squishy that we have in our report. We, we say that there are some... 3390 JROTC units out of the 23,000, give or take, high schools. So you can do the math there. That's uh, 4,000 out of 24,000, give or take. Um, we've got a lot of room for improvement there. But so JROTC is not necessarily the answer, but it can certainly help. And, sure. and I like it because, one, of course, it instills military di- discipline in young men and women, plus that it gives them a physical training program to, to, ca- to carry on with that. And Congress helps pay for that, and the schools help pay for that. So hmm. it was just one way of saying, here's the way we can get physical fitness back into your high school. And, and I'm assuming kids who are in the, the JROTC uh, units are a pipeline directly in well, a lot of them. Well, you, you, it's an interesting point because legally – it is not a recruiting pipeline. Okay. What it is is an educational uh, program for the schools. Just kind of like talk. It talks discipline. It talks physical fitness. We, they technically are not grooming them to come into the military services, although a significant proportion do come into the military services. So from that perspective, it's a good thing for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, General Sinakis, what would be uh, other proposals you'd have to uh, to reduce the, the threat of obesity for our uh, our recruits and, and get get kids who are healthier and stronger into the military? Well, I mean, I think we need to bring physical training back into the school system mm-hmm. like many of us had uh, when we were uh, going through. Uh, and I, at least, a, you know, an hour a day of, of physical education would be a great start. Uh, I think that to encourage the sports, uh, sports have changed a lot. And you, uh, we used to have, uh, young people where you would play a sport, a different sport each season. And it was all about participating and being on a team and, and, you know, and learning to do those kinds of things with, uh, that you had as, as a member of a group like that. And I think there's a lot we can do, uh, bring that back in, into the, our communities and our school systems and encourage our families and young people to be active that way. Uh, so that's, and of course we're doing a lot and we, to, uh, work with nutrition, you know, we have a lot of technology now out there and a lot of apps and, you know, huh. everybody's got access, uh, look at how they, they can be very constructive ways to, to touch our young people and families to get the message across. And, uh, I think this has got a lot that it would, it would have lots of different benefit, uh, for, for these, for these folks. Let me ask you, you both of you talked about in not being able to make mission and, and the, the army didn't meet their, their recruiting targets this year. Um, does this mean, how does this work? Does this mean then they lower their standards? They, they bring in, 
more kids who are obese or overweight or they bring in uh, a you know kids who have problems or or what does that mean yeah well uh, having run recruiting i'm pretty familiar with this <laughs> this side of it and uh, to the army's credit when they realized that they weren't going to make mission they said we are not going to lower the standards and accept obese people or those with legal problems uh, uh, th those with drug problems. We're not going to do those waivers. We'll just, we'll just not make our mission, hmm. which, <clears throat> which although an admission that they weren't going to get there, they, like I mentioned what the Marine Corps did in the seventies, they emphasized quality over quantity instead of saying, okay, we're going to take in, in this case, uh, they lowered the mission from 80,000 to 76.5. They realized they weren't going to make the 76.5. They end up getting 70,000. Uh, now, I'm patting them on the back for the way they went about doing that, but I'm going to kind of reverse around here and say they, the clarion bell has been rung here. Mm -hmm. they, they were saying this is not a crisis. We, you know, we, 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 we know how to fix this. It is a crisis, in my opinion. And, and, when I, and when I was on mission in the Marines, if you missed mission, it was a big deal. And they have now missed mission by some 10%, give or take. And that is significant. And if that continues that trend over the next couple of years, they will not be able to man the force. And that, of course, the Army is by far the biggest force manpower-wise right. that we have. So their their task is diff much more difficult. The economy plays into this, and there's a whole lot of other aspects to it. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the obesity is a significant portion. And, and meanwhile, of course, the, the president and Congress have authorized an increase. Increase in the size beyond of the, the 80,000. Beyond that. Absolutely. So, so they're, they want to increase the size of the army, the size of the whole military. That's right. Uh, and there's a real question whether there's the manpower. It's going to be tough. To do it. I mean, it's just going to be tough. And, and and my heart goes out to them. This is, you know, they take an army recruiter and put him out on the street, give him a mission, and he's got to get that quality young man or woman in there. And the incentives for them to join today are are, are less, be, for a number of reasons. One, I think uh, perhaps number one is the economy. The economy's right? singing right along. Sure. And all the benefits that we've thrown on. The, these young men and women that can come in, whether it be college benefits and pay, which is all very good, to be honest with you, and it's a great way to go. There are companies that are offering the exact same thing, whether it's McDonald's or Boeing. And so we're, we're in competition here, and we're starting to lose that competition. So, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's tough. I mean, it is really tough. Yeah, you're not going to get deployed if you're working for McDonald's. Well, you've hit another fine point here, too. You know, all the years I was in, I, I I was in during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. So, okay, we might have deployed a couple of times. These young men and women today are deploying in an initial enlistment will deploy two or three times. And if you're in 10 years, you could deploy seven or eight. And that's arduous and hard. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And and when it's in the headlines, it, it gives somebody a, a pause to, to think about it. Um. Well, I think I think this has been a, an interesting and, and open discussion about something that that, as you say, it's not a, a classic national security issue, but I think it's obvious that that it is a national security threat, and and we've made the case. General Zanakis, uh, any final thoughts? Well, I just want to speak to the Please. the problems of lowering or changing the standards. Yeah, because they hurt the military and they hurt the young man and woman who are coming in. Uh, we know that. Uh, we know that they're not able to, again, perform their duty, do what they need to do, and particularly if they've deployed, it's very hard on them. And 
in some ways, you know, they're endangering their lives and they're endangering uh, the the soldier left to the right of them. Uh, but they're also setting themselves up uh, to be injured and have and more problems. Yeah. So it's better for us to to keep the standards and to do what we need to do so we get the quality young people into our military. And it keeps our military as strong as it needs to be. And meanwhile, and uh, you know, get get the society to to make sure our kids are getting the exercise and the healthy food that they they need. Absolutely. Yeah. So so get them, you know, get them healthier before they they join the military, and then uh, make sure that that the good uh, high standards for joining the military maintained. Absolutely. Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you both. And, and uh, like I said, go check out our website, americansecurityproject.org, has the report up there. Uh, and uh, you can also watch the video of, uh, of these two uh, eminent generals talking about this from our uh, September 6th event. Uh, and uh, to get more details, look there on our website. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you both. And, and we'll... Uh, hear from you next week. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew.